Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. There is absolutely no psychological fear when you are beyond all gods. Hey, God said he should send his one begotten son to lead the wild into the ways of the man. What does it matter? Our home, our nation, all the things we believe in are in great danger. Overtake, subjugate, and in fact, destroy another. The plane ride into the World Trade Center. Once again, I am your host, Cindy Little, and Joshua Fernandez. Today, we are going to be talking about courage and fear, which um, another great big topic. And um, I'm just going to start out by asking my co-host, Josh, what do you think about courage and fear? Do you have a, a memory of a time where you were really courageous or felt you were really courageous yeah i, I did look at your notes so that was oh. good so i, I gave it some thought <laughs> and it, it's it, it's it's I'm, I'm not i don't have one of them brains it's tough to remember things but I, I do i guess look at situations like when you're younger and a lot of people you can see don't develop this skill of just talking to people um mm -hmm. if i want to buy tickets to the movies to go do it by myself and, and the first time doing that can be real nerve-wracking but if you got somebody to just force you and i mean you have nowhere to go you have to do it and then like everything else you just get more comfortable with with, with something and then it's it's i guess the courage is gone or i don't know or you conquered it or i think you I guess conquered that's what we're here it. to talk about yeah yeah i guess that's what we're gonna we're gonna mm. hopefully discover it reminds me of of megan um my daughter and um when she was younger she was terrified of ordering food through drive-throughs because oh, yeah. of the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it mm -hmm. just made me think of that. And she's like, "No, no, no, I'm not going to order it. I'm not going to order it because she was just scared of talking to a stranger to get her food." So she's gotten over that yeah. um, um, now that she's an adult. But, but yeah, I I can understand that. And plus, she always had a fear of public speaking. And I know that's always been one of mine. Oh, yeah, nobody gets over that, I don't think. I mean, eventually you learn. It's like playing a basketball game, I, I think. Or, the, you know, when we do the podcast, there's always the apprehension. And then, you know, all right, I just have to jump off the cliff. And then you feel kind of normal about it. Jump off the cliff. That's really <laughs> kind of a good analogy. Um, I, I mean, I will talk about this later. But, um, you know, I go to my Facebook account and I'll ask questions before the podcast. And this one was, you know, what, 
what's courageous to you? And that was one of them. One of the answers was um, from one of my friends who just said, well, it's, it's like the Nike commercial. You just do it. Um, you just go ahead and, and do what you need to do without really thinking twice about it. So, yeah, with I think with anything like that, it kind of there's a point where you make that decision of I'm going to do this or I'm I'm not going to do this. And now that we're talking about it, the word, you know, the way my brain works, it starts to just dissolve. And I start to even wonder why that word even exists. Uh, like what's courageous. And so when I start to look at these things, I'll then ask myself, yeah, wh- I mean, how do we think that that word, why, why would it have came into existence? Why, why did someone say you're not being courageous or this is how to be courageous? And then, you know, you go down the rabbit hole from there. You start to think, you know, were, were words made to, to manipulate or that they are made to manipulate in a sense as words come into existence. So that word courageous is, is a word to force myself to do something or it's, it's a word to, for somebody else in power to force someone to do something. Um, I think we might get into it eventually with, with through, through your notes and everything, but getting to that point where that word, for me, certain words, they end up dissolving as you start to look at them up close and say, what is this word? And I don't even know if, uh, if I need it in my vocabulary anymore because of what it starts to turn into. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, I can see where we use words to manipulate and where somebody would be able to use this word and I mean say I think you're very courageous or I think you're very brave or you're a coward we we really tend to like to label people but I wonder if it's just that it's it's just a label I mean it's something that we're putting it's it's a an action that we're putting a word to. Yeah, if I think someone's courageous and therefore I'm not, then, then instead of looking at, oh, they, they have courage and I don't, I mean, what's more blocking somebody from being courageous? What's what's keeping me from saying that I'm not courageous? I mean, and then from there you get you just get down to a bunch of whys or, or you know, what what is courage? Is courage you know, fighting a battle? Is courage uh, st- sticking up for somebody? And, and but then you wonder why do why don't people when that when they see someone else doing wrong you know come together and instead of one person's got to have courage and mm-hmm. and and now you know the, the, there goes back again the responsibilities out of my hands and I put it on someone else where those are the courageous people I'm not courageous or I think I'm courageous in my own way and down and down you know we, mm-hmm. we, we get to fumbling around with this word to uh I don't know to, to make us feel something when I start to doubt if courage even exists. I oh, I think it exists. I mean, I think it's something that, it, like I said, it speaks to action. And um, I think that it speaks to an action of overcoming fear is is what I oh, think. Oh, yeah. All right, great. And if you said that to keep it real simple, then I, I, I could agree with that. Okay. And then I... <laughs> and then I <laughs> Yeah, you know, with these talks, though, I always just I always wonder what what's got mankind on, on this road or on on this um, on, on, with what we're doing on on where we just start to add more to what you just said, and then so what's the direct path to just get rid of fear or to conquer fear with, the, with that everybody could do? But I think that's the definition of courage right there is conquering fear. Yes, and now the most direct way to conquer fear, which is what we we tend to talk about with 
is is a, it's a to me it's a psychological thing. It's not it's never what's based off of my actions. I think it starts there. Um, I was reading an article, and I like this um, from the Ethics Center. It said, "Courage isn't about facing our fears; it's about facing ourselves." And I think there's truth in that. And that's both. That's fear too, though. To face. I mean, now we have to get into the real good conversation of um, <laughs> what does it mean to face yourself. But that—that's what everybody's scared of. The the. I'll I'll, I'll let it progress with the notes, but I, I mean I think we're gonna get there, but. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, if there's something else you want to say, we don't we don't have to follow my notes. Josh is uh, making fun of my four. Oh four no, pages I love the notes. notes. <laughs> they, have the, they always keep us on some sort of track. I I try. <laughs> okay, so w- did did you want to add anything? Well, you know, the, 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 I think everybody knows that, and uh, I just see the way it's turned into, and you know, that, so there, there there'd be there's always two ways to for everything. I feel like there's not a bunch of decisions. There's either the, the decision to find out what it means to uh, however somebody wants to put it into words, if everybody's going to pretty much have the consensus of, yeah, you're trying to conquer yourself. You're trying to find out who you are. There, there there's the one I would want to stick to to find out who you are and do we have the courage to be who we really are? I think that's really what it comes down so to. How do you find out who you really are? Is the consensus seem to be that it's it's all about doing something? I have to go on a journey. I have to go to. I've been I've been in the states my whole life, and and I don't. I'm never gonna know who I am because it requires movement beyond where I'm at in the present moment. Maybe for you, but maybe for somebody else, it does require that journey. Do you think? The only part I could agree on is that it would take. I mean, you are. To find out who you really are does need to go probably beyond you you and a couple people in, in your life, but then it doesn't need to turn into an abstraction of really pursuing something, you know, on the other side of the world, so to speak. Something that to just feel unsatisfied, to just I, I can see myself but but you're right though, these questions these things start coming up with like maturity. So what I mean, then we have to kind of just discuss maturity and what that means. You know, at a certain age, does the human brain or the human psyche have the capability to just watch itself and watch what's going on in, in its environment to see how the people are interacting, to see how nature interacts, to, and then from there to start to learn how to act? Mm-hmm. I think, well, I, I know that neurologically, we um, are the, the frontal cortex of our brains um, develop by the time we're 25 and we can start um, meta-analyzing or thinking about our thinking and um, uh, in theory at least everybody develops that ability but I think not everybody utilizes that ability. I, I really think that maturity varies from person to person and I mean I've known some very mature 20, 30-year-old people and some very immature 70, 80-year-old people. So I think it just varies from from person to person. For, for me now, I'm starting to see a relation. Now when it comes to this word courage, I'm starting to see a relation more in, 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 in that. When I reach a certain age to have this maturity to whatever the word you want to use, but to look at myself, to look at the world around me and to disagree or to say something's not right here or to say, why do I feel like this? And if we have that capability, then I, I know you have the, 
the intelligence to start to uh, the lack of the words I'm trying to find is like create a different brain to to create to make your brain. I mean, we always know these things about habits and mm-hmm. takes thirty days to change. But you, you, the facts are there. You can change your behavior. You can change your brain, not just change your behavior, but change the the effort that it feels like you're putting into a certain action to make it effortless to be at peace with your actions. And so mm-hmm. now start starting to inquire. All right, well, what is courage? And then do I have the courage to take this journey of changing my brain? Yeah. And, and then from there, I mean, because to talk about your actions is kind of futile. Your actions are going to change if you're psycho- psychologically changed. Right. If you have that down, I mean, your actions are going to be good actions. They're going to not be of hate. But now that the whole conversation gets into all of that. They're going to be courageous. Um, yes. Uh, the dictionary definition of courage that I looked up was mental or moral strength to venture persevere and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. So we've just talked about how courage is overcoming fear. But what I liked about this definition was it mentioned kind of like what you're talking about, and that is mental or moral strength. I mean, having the psychological strength to start this process of courageous action. So yes, I can get on board with that. And I also like that it's not only about withstanding fear or danger, but to venture and to persevere, to explore or to, um, for lack of a better word, you know, have a little bit of grit when you're going through a really tough situation rather than giving up you're going to say, no, I'm going to persevere. I'm going to move through this really, this really bad situation. And that is a a courageous act. And I, I tend to agree with that. What do you think? I can agree with that. I'm thinking of, uh, if there's another, something else, part of that equation of, of courage. Um, I don't want to just go out and say it, but yeah, I mean to to then, Oh, just say it. I know that Well, (laughs) then to have love with it. Yes. So I agree with everything. Yeah. But I, I, you know, then I always get left with something to be done different. So yeah, we have all these words that, and they, and they, and they make sense and they, you know, these definitions there, I agree with them. Now we look at the hardest thing to do. So everybody's trying to then tackle this problem by being comfortable or, you know, that they might put themselves in an uncomfortable situation and why is there still not a quality there being picked up of courageous? So let me, I'll just go down a little further. So if, uh, if I have one person and I'm trying so hard to change my habits and become a better person, the quality of love is what's going to help that. If, if I'm doing it with not being aware of, of is, this, is the reason for my actions right now, if I were to answer the question, why am I doing this, and deep down on asking it, answering it honestly, is it a superficial thing? Is it a confidence thing? Is it is there motives there? Is there is there something beyond that that's not love that's there? And so then we always have to inquire and come back to love, and that's where we always hit this hindrance of there's not enough of questions being asked about love. I don't feel like there's enough people on the journey of love. They more listen to their feelings and emotions and don't come at it through these conversations logically. So if I carry love with me, and then just looking at fear, how do I get rid of fear or how do I conquer fear? 
And we, then we, we, get, we go again to these, this physical action. And it, the, the only way that I can see it now that is, that is the hardest thing to do is to be totally aware of your selfish desires, of the, of the you, of the, of the me, the, the, the thing that I think is me, but it, is it really you or are you a repetition of many things put together, which is not actually you? You're, 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 so I, I don't know. I, I, would, I would first ask, do we have, are we investigating that, though, as human beings? Are you really analyzing yourself this hard or is it always analyzing somebody else and looking at what somebody else is doing and, Oh, I think we're very good at analyzing other people and <laughs> not analyzing ourselves. So why don't we use that on us? That that's the courage to stand alone to say, "All right, I'm going to break away from all these these mm -hmm. clones, these repetitious things, and and be something totally different. Be myself." Yeah, and that's something along the lines. And we, I know we've talked about this before, where you talk about conditioning, where you we've been conditioned to behave a certain way. So do you think that um, our past can condition us to be more or less courageous and more or less introspective? Hmm. Hmm. When, you, so you, when you say that, it seems like, like so say it one more time. You do you think that people yeah. that have been in your past or past experiences condition you to be more or less creative. Um, for example, oh, okay. I, I think, I'll, I'll go first on this one. I say personally, yes. Um, I was raised in a household where my mom, oh my gosh, she was a chronic worrier. She worried about everything and the world was this big, bad, awful, scary place and it was something to be afraid of, you know, it, it was not a place worth exploring or taking risks in. And so I was raised in an environment where risk taking was really discouraged. And um, as a result of that, I became a fearful adult. And I have still a lot of conditioning from my raising, you know, my, for my parents raising me in that kind of environment, a lot of um, conditioning that I need to overcome to take more risks, to be less fearful, to try to um, change my view of, of the world as not this terribly scary, awful place. Yes, there's scary stuff in the world, but it's not all scary. And that was the message I was given up until I became an adult. So yes, I, I think previous conditioning can really have an impact on how courageous we end up being. Okay, so now I'm done. <laughs> yeah, okay, I was following that. Okay. A little time to think about it. Oh, that's yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Oh, I hope no. I didn't put you on the spot. No, but, but I, I'm looking at if there was if it's everybody thinks that that they're different i mean or or you know that they have a different point of view or that there's a mm -hmm. you know that there's something special about them or that they know something um and 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 i just see a, a bunch of that repetition go, going around and i mean I, I probably haven't talked to enough people but is there a different way that you could look or not even look that you could start to unveil truth it, 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 and it would be truth because you, you you're taking a um, 
a perception of the, the way things are in the world. And you're just aware of that. You're the, you're aware that the world is very um, not trustful and you're aware of, of the, of what people can do and, and how people do hide. I don't know that they can hide a bunch of skeletons. They can, they can, they, they hide that stuff mm -hmm. really well. And you would never think, you know, somebody would do that sort of thing. And so, I don't know, just being aware of those things, it, it, st it starts, it's always hard to put this into words, but to, to have this way of when I look at things that, that to say, I want to reject all of that. Like, okay, going back to the question you were mentioning, do those past people condition me? And uh, yes, the answer is yes, of course. And, and it does have a big effect. And so I have to tell myself once I realize that, to ask myself, why, why do I want to carry that with me? Why do I want to be conditioned in the first place? And if I can see it, then I know that I can uh, unglue myself from it. You just you can't be unglued if you don't know where you're glued at. Mm -hmm. And then you can start to, to unglue yourself. But you got to be honest about looking at it. And, and maybe, you know, you thought the world of your mom and, and you, th you, you know, your idea of honoring her and your idea of whatever your idea is, you don't want to take away from um, how you've seen your mom or how you've seen something, a religion or how you've, uh, whatever you've put your time into. And if we can get away from human beings of not being so offended or to say, look, I'm going to look at my, my, my mom, I'm going to look at the Bible, I'm going to look at politics in a very honest light and I'm going to ask questions and not take away from any of the magic, so to speak, of, of what's going on. But I'm just looking at the facts of what are and realizing that nothing deserves a pedestal, that everything is an equal playing ground and that humans have made up things to um, human humans have just made up things, period. And, and they make up things because the world is scary. It's, it's this dark place. You know, so there's a lot coming out of my actions of, of conditioning that are a survival mechanism or that, that we know that the brain creates patterns. So uh, that's all I was really trying to think about is. Taking in, yes, we are conditioned. And now ask myself, do I want this conditioning? Why do I want all this baggage? Why do I want to hold on to this? No matter how beautiful I think it is or how, you know, what, what is it actually doing in my life? And now, so the question I ask myself is, can I get rid of that conditioning? Can I, which, which is going to ultimately be getting rid of the fear, which is ultimately getting down to always doubting yourself because, Conditioning is it's 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 sneaky. It's it it has a way of, of playing itself within you, so that it can't be seen, and so you have to be really diligent every every day, every hour to, to look at yourself, to question what, what what you're doing, to question your motives, to question why am I scared of this, why am I doing this, just to just to look at it. And, and to be honest with yourself and say, okay, that, that's come from this, that's come from tradition. I want to find myself. I want to be totally independent. I want to be, I want to stand alone and not be scared to do that. And, and you'll be surprised that you're not actually going to stand alone. People are going to see it and they're going to take to this quality that you have and they're going to want to listen. But we, we all listen together because if you have that kind of quality of love, you realize that you're, you're never the superior one. You're, you're never the, the one that deserves something. And once you find out who you are, you're not even afraid of death. Because you just see a living earth, and I don't know what's, uh, all I can see is a living earth, and that I go back to a living earth. I go back to something living. I go back to something of creation, and um, mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're never going to find out what's beyond death, so why not just, I mean, that to me is beautiful, going, being mm -hmm. used. Um, and yet now I'm getting into my own so-called beliefs, but <laughs> just looking at the, the conditioning, though, of, 
Yeah. And getting rid of the fear and yeah, not being afraid to die. That's the main thing. It is. And I think that's really kind of our fear of death that um, is the, the main undercurrent, I think, of all of all of the rest of our fears. Um, something that you said that I thought was important was that people are attracted to courageous people and people are attracted to people who are are brave enough to be introspective and to really examine their their beliefs and do their best to overcome fear. And so kind of like I was looking at at philosophy here and Aristotle believed that courage was a virtue and it helps us and that's kind of what you're touching on. It helps us moderate between recklessness and cowardice. And so when I was reading that, I was thinking about different types of courage. And I was thinking of, okay, the courage of, say, somebody who's chronically ill, and they are in constant pain, and they get up every day after day after day, and they persevere through this really difficult trial. I think that's courageous. Um, but then we also see the the fireman that, you know, without hesitating, runs into the burning building to rescue somebody or even, you know, somebody that's not trained, you know, they, their house is on fire and they know that their child is inside. So without a second thought, they run into the building and they rescue their child. So I was thinking about, is there a difference between those two acts? I mean, is one more courageous than the other or um are they just the same is courage just courage no matter what the act i, que- I, qu- I question if it's if it's courage at all and you know but, and so not to take away from it so you yeah you you have people doing these they do something that someone would call courageous and it could be war heroes it could be firefighters mm-hmm. but to get to the true essence of what it means to be courageous I mean, you put a gun to somebody's head, anybody's going to do anything, or, or you, yeah, you threaten, um, if I have a, an idea of my home, and an idea of my identity, and you threaten my family, I mean, w- we got the capabilities to do anything, or for somebody getting old, they just do it because they're just doing it, there's not even a, a there's not even, um, uh, what, what I look for, if, if I ask somebody, is the questioning, if I can question you about something like this, like w- courage, or love, and, and how fast can you come with an answer? How, how, how fast do you look at it within your own life? And that's what I'm more interested in than, than your actions and what you mm-hmm. do and how you donate and on and on. And yeah, so just looking at that. So to be truly courageous, I mean, h- how does society start to change and people start to change from something totally different from the way that, w- w- you know, um, the way that, that natural disasters have to happen and wars have to happen. And people, when they get old, they, they have these chronic things you know, looking at looking at something far beyond what we've what we're used to, and just inquiring, and, and, and it's okay to say, "Oh, I don't think that that's courageous." What you just said, or, or or somebody going into war, and it's not to be offensive. We can call it what it is. Like that's that takes extreme cojones to, mm-hmm. to you know do the, to, <laughs> to, to go into a war or something. But but true courage of you know. Going against what you're comfortable with. Um, I mean, even even I, I would just look at it. The, the, the fun part of this, or not want to say fun, but you know, the, the, to look at. There's not an answer or to conclusion to anything. I mean, so what do you do if 
if say you know if we're talking about christianity in that there's a, a an apocalypse comes and, and isn't the leader supposed to go to each pe- sort of go to each person and if you believe in god they'll just kill you and so is it courageous to stand up for a belief mm-hmm. or is it uh, is it courageous to also be learn your environment and to say what does it really matter if i live what can i actually do mm-hmm. uh, compared to just dying so you know this is there's a lot to inquire as far as what courage really is with with the quality of love in it and not to give an answer i don't know what the answer to give but i do want to look at the answers that have been given before and to just come to the table and say we don't know and mm-hmm. you know cuz you know that's that's a good philosophical question that doesn't need an answer though but yeah you have somebody putting a gun to your head and they say do you believe in jesus Mm-hmm. What do you do? What's the courageous thing to do? The courageous thing to go against my belief and to say, I'm going to live and mm-hmm. I'm going to let my intelligence figure right. out something here. Or am I going to die and just take it and say, no, I'm, sti- I'm sticking to my belief to the very end. And, gonna be a and it does. Then you're dead. Bye. And you, yeah. what are you going to do now? Yeah. And I mean, yeah. And the, that's that's a really good question. Um and it's it's similar to the one that I was I was reading on in World War One. They if if you soldiers who des- deserted, if they caught them, they would execute them. And so the soldiers that really motivated them to not desert and to continue fighting, but that was not based on courage. That was based on fear of being executed. They were saying, well, you know, if I desert the army and leave then and and get caught I'm for sure going to get killed or I can take my chances and continue to fight and I may or may not get killed by the enemy I might survive this so they were kind of like playing the odds a little bit and you might say oh yeah those soldiers are so courageous to to do these things but really at the end of the day they were motivated by fear instead of like what you were saying, a, a belief, an idea. Um, Aristotle again said, the soldier who freely chooses to fight despite having no personal reason to do so besides honor and nobility is the courageous one. Um, the, for example, the most selfless reason for your nation, you know, you die for your nation. So that is is true courage. And, and I tend to agree with that. And so, yes, um, being a Christian myself, I look at beliefs and and how it's it's very important to stand up for things that that you believe in. And I do think that those are courageous acts. And I do think that, you know, yes, if you're willing to sacrifice your life for a belief, um, I, I'd say that's that's pretty courageous. I think it's it's equally as courageous to sacrifice your life for somebody else. I mean, if you know you're the you're the soldier that throws himself on the grenade to to save the platoon or whatever, I think that is really kind of the ultimate expression of of courage is when you're willing to sacrifice your life for somebody else or for a belief that um, you feel very strongly about. Um, I can get behind that. I, I still always go back to to belief in how belief can, can get people into trouble. But there's something to be said intelligently about. I I mean I, I could I could uh, 
fancy an argument where someone says, you know, I can always ask, well, what, what is fighting for a belief? What, what good does it do anyways? And that word good is what I would focus on. But someone could argue, well, you know, if we if we didn't fight for what we believe, if, belie- if people didn't fight for a certain side, then another mm-hmm. side could take over and there could be mm-hmm. a lot more killing and a lot more things like that. But I always argue the reason that that doesn't happen is because people aren't fighting from a belief, even though they think they are. There's always a bigger fight of what's actually wrong and what's actually, you know, um, something that shouldn't be done. Uh, you know, a, ma- a mass killing of people, killing people for, for the sense of satisfaction or, or whatever it is. And I don't know why people still haven't come to a point of being people together. Mm-hmm. Not to put it in, in into words, to just say, I want to be a, a, a person. I want my my religion to be to be you as a human being. I want to be, well, well, I don't know why that's so hard for people or why we put everything above that. It's like, all right, I'm, I'm a human being last, but first I'm a, uh, I'm a Republican, I'm a Christian, I'm a, a scientist, I'm a mm-hmm. on and on and on. And it should be, I'm a person first. I mean, this makes it, it should so be. logical. And so, yeah. and, it's like, and, then, and then so people were trying so hard to, to be educated, to, to do something in the world and, and to be courageous. And the most courageous thing you could do is start to just investigate what it means to what love really means, what selflessness really means. What um, mm-hmm. I mean, because that's the start of, of something. It's a breakthrough. It's a start of something totally just revolutionary where, you know, you're, you're not fighting nobody. There's you just you can just see the trauma and the revenge and the and the hate and the and, uh, you can just see bottom line. We've been putting being a human being last mm-hmm. and it's always my sense of being comfortable or satisfied. I want to donate because of this or yeah, who we are. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we talk about this a lot. We kind of come back to that often about how we have a lot more in common than what we have that oh, is yeah, different. And that difference is the illusion. Like we're over here. Yeah. Uh, 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 you know, the bones are all the same, but we, but we want to argue as far as what, what the skin looks like and what the, the facial features are. And it's like, but the bones underneath it are all, the same bones, so to speak, like we we, yeah. we, we all struggle with, you know, d- d- depression and acceptance and attention. And uh, we struggle with all those things. Now, you know, getting to a point of why we struggle with that, we can all agree it and see it. Uh, that's the easy thing to do. And then it's that being courageous to say, all right, then I'm going to follow that mm-hmm. and not, I'm going to watch, not follow my pleasures and follow these urges that I want in life that have come from conditioning and tradition. Yeah. Uh, that that reminds me of another one of my friends on on Facebook that said something along those those lines about what cur- what is courageous and she said my current thought is restraint as in restraining impulses because that means I'm going to trust the outcome to other forces outside of my control that's scary for me and courage always includes a little fear and growth so I I think that that's a little bit about what you're talking about is is kind of that inner control of of our thoughts and our impulses and and questioning our our motives and making sure that we are motivated out of a love and and a realization that um, people are pretty much just the same. Yeah, yeah. and and then where I, I then want to look at is how are people going about that process? And it's always going to be the same process. You just said it controlling and trying to control, mm-hmm. uh, I guess you're trying to control your thoughts and control 
other people. But do I have to control anything when I be begin to look at the way things really are? Like nobody, I mean, you, you don't have fear of people. You, things start to, to melt away. And I mean, I think that that be a long podcast to get into that. But, you know, if I begin to look at things and, and take away power from what I'm scared of and take away power from what I think I need and, and to just look at how the truth of what things are, how, how feelings and emotions, we all feel the same thing. I mean, I, I don't, nobody's going to feel something that you see in movies. I mean, nobody has a, a, an anime power or, or they're not closer to God. That'd be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you wouldn't know about it. You, someone would be flying. I mean, but we're all the same, but we, we're, we're all stuck in this fantasy world of trying to be something more than what you already are. And then that just gets you into trouble. And so, you know, when I say, if you just look at things for what they are, you don't have to control anything. Your decision becomes, I don't know, I don't know what word to use with what your decision becomes, but it almost becomes like, I don't have all these choices no more. I'm, I'm, I'm very strong now. I have the courage to do things because I'm seeing the truth that w of what people have done and what people have created and what, mm -hmm. uh, the the, the 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 ideas that we put on a journey to say oh i don't know the, that's where needs a long podcast because there's so much to say about that you know right. wh what 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 people say about oh if you're a guy be an alpha male this is what it looks like oh if you have a good marriage this is what it looks like if you have your life together and you're successful this is what it looks like mm -hmm. and and yeah so if i start seeing that seeing the truth and being honest with myself about that stuff i mean how, how much drastically does my psychology start to change and, and my actions compared to, all right, I got to control this. I got to write all this stuff down. I have to mm -hmm. uh, make sure I'm doing this. But yeah, you, you don't even, I would go back to, you don't even know what love is. You don't even, I mean. Yeah. And, and I think there again, we're, we're coming, kind of coming back to love and coming back to fear and making sure that our motives are love-based and not fear-based. And that's where courage comes in is to, you know, overcome that fear with, with love. Um, I want to kind of go on a different direction. Um, Krishnamurti speaks to motivations. I thought he made a really good point here. Um, he said, suppose one is afraid of loneliness. Have you looked at loneliness or is that an idea of which you are frightened? Not the fact of loneliness, mm -hmm. but the idea of loneliness, which is it? <laughs> the idea or the actuality that frightens you. And I mean, this hit me. It's like, this is me. When I am afraid to do something, um, I am always anticipating that it's going to be really horrible. And so, and then, you know, like a lot of times I, I uh, going to the dentist, you know, this is a silly example, mm -hmm. but you know, I hate going to the dentist because I anticipate, oh my gosh, this is just going to be so awful. It's going to be painful. And, and it's, it's just going to be this terrible experience. And so I've built it up in my head, how awful this is going to be. And that makes me more and more and more fearful and more and more hesitant to go. So, you know, I'm like going to put out those dentist appointments. Um, and th instead of just the actuality of the appointment is never as bad and it passes and, and it passes and, yeah. and, and everything is good. So, um, I just thought that was a really important point because this is what stops me up, um, just about every single time is when I perceive that I have to do something that's going to be scary to me or difficult. I already have this, this big 
dark fantasy playing in my brain saying, oh, it's going to be terrible for these reasons. And, and then that never materializes. And so to be able to try and overcome that, I, I'm sure there are other people that struggle with that as well. Do you struggle with the anticipation of, of unpleasantness? That's, a, that, that's <laughs> at the heart of what I, what I want to talk about, um, where it's, I'm glad you were bringing up examples of it now. Mm-hmm. But what is it that, do, do I feel anticipation? Yeah, I, I feel that word. I, I feel it. And that's what, where, I w- where I would keep it. But what does someone mean when they say, I, um, you know, I, I think about all these things or, or, or me. I mean, when I say I or me, just like with the word love, have I even dove into that? So we, we t- mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast. Do I have the courage to actually be who I really am? Mm-hmm. It's, I don't even want to say it seems to me. The fact of it is that we can agree on this. There's one person of you that that is, I would say, use the word conditioning. But, but what, I, what I mean by that is that there also, there's, a, there's things you like. There's foods that you like. There's, yeah, there's places you like. There's... There's these things you like, and then there's you're a fan of something. You're also not a fan of something. Some things make you angry, and other things don't make you angry, and on and on and on. So there's that person within you. But you know, when you get into meditation and you close your eyes, and or you're in a particular spot, or you see something, is there is there also something in you though that's not of that? That's not of that that can have peace being nothing. That can have the most that can feel the most love and, and beauty without having nothing going on within themselves. And when that takes place, do I still have the intelligence to, you know, walk and to find my car and to do basic things? So I do see two states of people mm-hmm. to, to realize that state of silence. I just got done watching. I don't know if people uh, name dropping. This might be something to talk about, but that movie euphoria or the show. Euphoria. Oh, I, I haven't really watched that. it all, but I did see the did first you like it. Yeah, I think it's good. It's uh, good. I just don't really have time to watch the, all the seasons, but I watched the last right? episode and the first episode of, of season two. And, you know, the girl, the, the main character struggles with just having so much chatter in her head. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not a psychologist, but I'm interested in knowing, you know, the way you look at things again to, you know, when you start looking at loneliness and, and questioning loneliness, are you producing loneliness in your life by your actions and, and, is loneliness this thing? Yeah, that you 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 have an idea, but there's people around you. Your, your family's trying to be in touch with you, but you know you're so fractured, so to speak, psychologically that you you create this loneliness by fearing the loneliness because you're trying to control your life. And I think that's a really excellent point, and I think that's what keeps us from being courageous and living what I would say living authentically. Because we have put all these labels around ourselves, and I, I kind of see them as bricks in a wall. Um, you know, I am a, I am a teacher. I am a mother. I am a, you know, whatever it is, and and that that offers some kind of protection because um, if I let people in, they could reject me, or they could, you know, call me a failure or a bad person or whatever, and that rarely ever happens, but it's that anticipation of that happening. Um, I anticipate that if I am, and that was another answer to one of uh, my Facebook friends answered that courage is vulnerability. And I think that's so true. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at here too, where it's like, 
I'm going to protect myself because I anticipate that if I let people know who I really am, that they are going to reject me. And so, so the, that's a huge fear. I think most everybody struggles with that fear of, of rejection. So we, it's back to that courage of being who you really are. You right. don't want to be rejected. I shouldn't be rejected because I have, I have a simple question to just, you know, maybe qu- question my parents or, or question the preach, preacher or question things Jesus did or, or, you know, whatever these big no-nos seem to be in life. And then, and, and then uh, the answer is there as far as why we stay stuck, why we stay in war, why we do these things, because you're right. When I go off the beaten track, my, my uh, boss even told me this. she goes, you know, the, the path you're on. I mean, she, she loved it, but she's like, you know, it's going to be really lonely. Mm-hmm. I don't I know. It's I hope not. Gonna not. Be, it's not going to be lonely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's just going to be people that, I mean, you're going to go against the, the, the majority thought. Um, but but going back to then you know who you really are why, why do we we, we still we still stay stuck even when I read psychology when you're trying to find out who you really are you're staying in a, a realm of of labels and illusions so we're we're not we're not deciphering that okay I need that yeah I am a mother I am a teacher those things are what I am within society but who am I really within the place of of the cosmos and, and in the place like and then that's a serious question it's not a hippie question and it's like that's who I really am. And then here's all the stuff that I'm doing to, to, cause we have a society, but why can I, I discern that and, and go through my life. And someone says, you're a bad teacher to realize, okay, that's just a person that that's also within these labels and, and they're functioning from that. So they really don't mean that what the thing that's talking right now, when you're not aware of who you really are and it's a fact of who you really are, this, this being that's that inhabits that body not to make it oh uh 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 see that, that that's for love where you dissociate from love you start to reject what god has so so called god has given you what what you have this miracle that you're born with and when then we get so caught up and then it, it ends up becoming part of the brain your labels your what you've done in life your place in society the hierarchy and you take that as the person you really are and that's the thing that gets hurt that's the thing that now that you have that uh, in between you and who you really are, when 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 things come your way that that's bad, it's going to create a feeling in you. And I, I question: Is that what what someone's really afraid of? It's not someone calling me bad or or, or you know right. having a problem with me. But yeah, for one, they're going to reject you. You know, you don't want your whole church rejecting you or, or the whole community. And then two's the um, I'm about to lose my train of thought. Well, that's no, it. no, you make a really good point. Are you afraid of the actual? words the actual rejection or are you afraid of how it makes you feel and then why do i feel it is there now is there something that's Mm -hmm. am i making a a made-up entity within myself that's not real Mm -hmm. the thing that's really real is is the thing that lives forever it's the thing that's been here for billions of years it's what's making me here now Mm -hmm. now i don't need to question it make it into a story and be so curious about that i just want to be curious as far as stick making sure that i'm aware of how powerful conditioning is and, and how much those things do play a role, they have a strong effect on you for someone to reject you or for someone to say, oh, you, you're not, to just have an opinion about you. But can I be courageous enough to say that doesn't affect me at all? Like, and it really does, and I don't have a feeling about it because I know who I really am. Yeah, and that's that. That's very well said. Yeah, it's it's not, I completely agree with you on that. It's not the words themselves, it's what the words trigger in us. I, I mean, um, and whether or not, um, 
how how much we allow those words to impact us and impact our actions and impact our thoughts. And you're saying it right there because if it's impacting anything, it's impacting that. It's impacting the conditioned entity you've made within yourself that says, right. "This is the person I am that that's worked hard for my life and that's not racist and that's blah 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 blah." Right. And then someone comes along and shakes that whole foundation, and then you get pissed, you get angry, you you mm-hmm. self loathe. You see, because you you're, it's a mm-hmm. fake. It's not even the real thing. You're not, you're you're making up this thing that you give a, sh- a shit about uh-huh. and it's and it's the thing that's it's if i would look at what a devil is and a demon is and, and all these things that are made up mm-hmm. that's making you believe that's who you really are mm-hmm. but it, it can be that that's going to die with your brain it's going to die with your body and then you're back into this infinite world that created you in the first place that you've now spit on and, and threw behind you and, and you forgot all about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. No, I agree with a lot of that. Um, so back to back to Christian Murdy again. Um, he asks, is it possible to be completely free of fear? And my response to that is another question. And that is, is being completely free of fear a worthwhile go goal? Does fear serve a purpose? And for me, I think it's absolutely impossible to be completely free of fear. You, I do you, you mean can you feel it? I mean, can you can I be free from it and still feel it? I no, I'm I'm thinking someone that just has no fear. No no fear at all, no sense of it, no oh, yeah, feeling well, of it. You, yeah. yeah <laughs> and so yeah, and that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, I do believe that fear can serve a good purpose as long as it's managed. And and I think it kind of just goes back to that whole thing of of balance. I mean, fear can keep us safe mentally and and physically, but I think where we run into problems is when we let it control us. If we let the fear overwhelm our thoughts and overwhelm our actions, and that will keep us from I mean, it it paralyzes people. I know it paralyzes me. If I'm very, you know, fearful of a situation, it, it, I, I may just kind of stand there and not do anything at all. And it's, it's like, you know, that's, that's not helpful at all. So it keeps us from moving forward and growing um, and challenging ourselves. And I think that's where we need to really kind of work on letting go of fear. But I do think it, it, it can serve a purpose. And I know we've talked about this just personally before about eradicating fear, getting rid of fear. So what are your thoughts on that? Do you think fear serves a purpose? Well, like with everything, can you get can you get rid of it by looking at it by, you know, you inquire, you say, all right, this thing, fear, this thing, fear, this word that, that I hear about, that I read about. I want to look into that myself and ask what what's going on there? What What is that? What does that word mean? And if you can... I don't even want to say when you look at it for what it really is, you say, okay, now the word fear is gone because what's going on. Fear is just this word that has been attached to a a feeling that makes you, you know, the, the flight fight or flight response. Mm -hmm. So I'm more focused on what is my reaction with fear, with that feeling? Am I, you know, am I acting like a total loony (laughs) or yeah. Or, or do I get stuck or do I, What's my reaction to that? And now I want to I want to know that reaction. I want to know that without with more than anything in my life, because this is my life. This is what mm-hmm. it's going to be with me forever. So 
I take that very serious with fear. And that's probably where a little bit of what um, the things that I do come in, like riding roller coasters and riding rides. I want to mm-hmm. I want to feel fear up close and then just let it dissipate. I, I have a choice of how I want to react with fear at this moment now. But it's not that it's not that I I don't even look at it as fear no more. It's just um, it's just a situation you're in to look at it for what it is. I'm a situation. I'm triggered by something going on. Something startled me. Something scared me. Now, what is my reaction from that? Do I get pissed mm-hmm. if somebody's playing a prank or they startled me accidentally on an accident? I'm, and now I'm pissed at him because you caused me to be scared. You know, it makes no sense. It's like there was an accident. You mm-hmm. felt you felt a little, <laughs> and it went away. And now why are you angry about that all of a sudden? Because you got disturbed. Your peace got disturbed. So now, right. you, now you're looking at your reactions. And if my reaction is not one that I can uh, still move in, you know, I feel I feel this thing fear, but I don't even like calling it fear at a certain point. But I feel something, and then that moment just tells me, all right, I need to focus on my breathing. I have heightened responses right now, and I right. need to see that it's that. Breathe, um, look at things for what they really are, and just because I know the the more that you react, the more you're not gonna see the situation for what it is. The more that you're gonna rile yourself up, the more that. Uh, you just feed into it. We we all know that if I'm if I'm scared, I feed into the scare. If I'm angry and I feed into it, it just makes more angry. Mm-hmm. Just to say that I'm angry, it just makes you angry. So to say, all right, let me figure out what's going on. My, my, my body's right has this response. I don't want to call it anger because then it just makes it angry. I, I'm not angry uh, until I say I'm angry. You know, uh, yeah, uh, it's very confusing with the words, but yeah, we no, no, I get it. No, I get it. Yeah. So why call it anything when you feel it? Because it, it, I feel like the repercussions of that which are in studies and stuff that mm-hmm. has a profound effect on what you call something, how you see something to say I'm getting older and on and on. How we label. Yeah. We like to label. We like to label But things. if I can discern it, I mean, th- does, does the effect go away? If I can say, all right, that's a word that we're using for the situation, but I'm not scared of nothing yeah. or whatever, however you want to, whatever the conversation is. Yeah, no, I, I know I can totally understand that where there again, it's, it's like rather than jumping to a label of, I'm really, I'm really mad that you startled me. Mm-hmm. I'm really angry that you, you scared me. And, and instead, yeah, being able to take a step back and say, no, you know, I was just startled. Kind of fellowship with somebody and be like, you, you feel know? that? Well, you scared me so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not mad. You're just like, you know what you just did right now? Oh, yeah. You want you you to go get a coffee or something? I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I need to calm down. I don't know. But yeah, you know, fellowship. This, that, I love that word mm-hmm. without it making it um, churchy or religious, but with your, with your fellow human beings, e- even a situation where somebody's uh, upset, there's just so you know to look at somebody through a different lens just has real profound effects it's not even a different lens it's a fact of what it is people are hurt people do these things mm-hmm. and and if you are so enlightened and wise then you know what where's the quality of that within yourself how do right. how do how do you just look at your reactions yeah, it's because we're not enlightened and we're not wise. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst thing i could say yeah. <laughs> um i thought this was a really interesting quote um you know how i like my quotes um, it says, you can choose courage or you can choose comfort, but you cannot choose both. And I was really thinking about that. And I think there is truth in that. Agreed. But I, but I also think, I also think there's a time and place for courageous acts. I mean, if you live in a constant state of courage where it's like everything you do requires courage, that means that you're really at the, at the heart of it, you're afraid of everything in life you're afraid of living and so because everything you're doing takes this courageous effort so I, there again I think it's kind of a balance I, I think it's it's good to have those those moments of courage or those events where we need to be courageous 
but I, I also think we need downtime as well where things are just calm or peaceful. And it sounds to me, um, talking today with you and talking at other times with you, that actually peace is the goal and that calm is the goal, not necessarily constantly being out there and I'm having to be courageous and brave in every single thing that I do. So I wonder if they can, uh, it's just a question. I wonder if they can exist though. I can be, I'm just thinking, you know, if I was at war right now and shooting stuff to look at things for what they are, like, all right, and, and not, and just, just not to move from there as a human being to say, all right, you know, there's, there's an attack. I have a gun. I'm, I, I'm in this situation. I'm shooting. I'm, 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 I'm mm-hmm. protecting something. And I don't really have a, a, a feeling about it. I just know pe- people have been doing this for thousands of years. You know, it reminds me of, I don't know if you, you ended up reading that comic, right? Judas. Kind of. I am waiting for oh, that's that. Right. Did you read it? I have. Well, I mean, oh, I, I watched you, the, I the video. Um, yes. Yeah, if you watched it. Yeah, Josh is talking about a very interesting um, Again, graphic books. novel. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's it called? It's called Judas. I just know it's Judas. called Judas. Yeah. It's got something else to it. Something th- forgiving the unforgivable. Yeah, something like that. It's about the story of Judas with a, a real interesting twist. But... It's coming. Um, I yeah. ordered it, so I'm, cool I'm excited. But I'm I was excited. thinking the same thing. I don't know if you if you picked it up, but you know, I wouldn't even. I don't worry about this regardless. You know, being a human being, going back to simplicity again, and not even worrying about what happens. But if I was going back to, all right, I'm I'm in a war and I'm shooting things, and you know, someone so for someone to look at that and say, oh, that's so sad that that you're shooting and and that this place is going to war. I just look at what what effects does that end up having. On, on humanity there there there's you can just see what what's going on so let me clarify so you know right now ukraine's at a having a war and mm-hmm. people can feel tremendous things they can want people to donate they can do these things and it seems like that action there ends up it's a repetitional thing it, there's there's nothing different to me that's going to happen it's not going to solve anything you know you're, mm-hmm. yeah you're helping a country you know but we're going through the same action again and going back to courage as hu- humans, can I, well, you know, why don't we just look at, you know, that problem of what's going on, that that war and what caused that and looking at our presidents and looking deeply and taking it serious, the whole timeline of what's created a war. And that what I would look at when I brought up Judas is to look at, you know, we don't know what, we don't know anything. So when there's situations going on and people die and, and, you know, one person has a particular life over you and you're comparing and, and f- you compare when you feel something from it. When I say you have this and I don't, it, it's not a fact no more when you when you have a feeling about it and you think that you're less than or, or whatever it is you're, or mm-hmm. you're more than. But to just look at that we things are going to happen and they, they just happen and there's there's not a getting sad over it or, or anything like that. There's just, a, the, you know, the what's taking place. And, un- and unfortunately, some people's lives are ended sooner and some people go on to do whatever. And just looking at how does that make you feel, that fact that's going on and when I say those things. And if it makes you feel something, if it brings passion on your heart, then uh, going back to looking at your life again on, on, a, on a daily basis. On And then that's to me what I thought differently. Courage being something that you can do constantly. But it seems like I've just changed the the way I see courage. But to say I have that courage every day to be aware of those things. Mm-hmm. And it d- doesn't mean that, you know, I'm, I have fun with my life. But right. it's because I'm aware of those things. There's things, you know, life is short. We, we, if you're lucky and you, you have the means to, to be something great, 
which requires another definition on its own too, which uh, us as human beings, if we can just go through and start to get get down what we mean, because to me to be great means, all right, I've made myself a quote unquote success. And now everything I do is owed to those that, that I feel are uh, not successful. Mm-hmm. But then that definition of successful and just goes down the rabbit hole until I, I can define everything like success according to a, a, a human definition and not a definition of superiority or a definition of, of riches or a, defini- a definition of humanity and love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes back to that. No, no, it goes back to that. No, that's good. That's fine. Um, but yeah, and it, it just reminded me of, of another one of the... Uh, the Facebook responses I got on, on what is, what's courageous, what it means to be courageous. And it's, this person said, speaking up, staying silent, taking action or letting things be, even when you feel pressure internally or externally to do otherwise. So I think that kind of sums up what we've been talking about this whole time is to do some internal self-examination and, and be brave enough to do that, first of all, to examine yourself. And then secondly, to be brave enough to live authentically against a culture that's going to push back. I mean, yeah, you are going to have those people that, you know, like your, your boss said, you know, you might be walking a lonely road. You might have people that are going to step away from your life because they don't agree with you. There's so many variables. I think if you do it right, because I mean, when I say you do it right, you have to be aware, yeah, you are in society. So there's ways to do things and there's ways to do it where it's not compromising anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how you dress and how, how so th- there's, there's, you can't totally just abandon everything. I mean, it just doesn't work like you're not, you're, you know, you're in you a society. You are part you of are a that. society. Yeah. yeah. And so it's not unfortunate or fortunate. That's just who you are now. You are that society. So, you know, don't be totally uh, what arrogant about, you know, if, if you think you have some truth or something. Well, no, you don't want to be a jerk, yeah. you know, but but still, um, there's a lot of leeway there. I mean, I, I think we don't have to conform as much as we think we have to conform to the culture, but it's, it's really hard to stand against things. Um, um, I think of, you know, back when, Trump was president and the people that would wear those, those MAGA hats, those, Mm. you know, the make America great hats. And it's, it's like how much, um, flack they got for that just for wearing a hat. And, and because it was just not the popular thing to do. It was, um, something that was seen as, um, really, really negatively. Yeah, that kind of touches on it. If I was uh, walking down in just a robe or, or in, in some kind of outlandish clothes, I mean, people think they, they think differently of you. They think they something. Do. So I need to recognize the society. I mean, I need to know what pisses people off and then have the courage to say, all right, uh, I, I, I like Trump a lot and I, th- they're all going against him, not me, but just saying people. Right, right. Just saying. But I'm going I'm <laughs> to have the courage to not wear the hat that I want to wear so bad because I right. want to piss people <laughs> off. So the, the courage goes both ways. To have the courage to sometimes put your beliefs aside and to ha- also have the courage to, yeah, go against the grain. I mean, it, it's always a paradox. That is, and that's a really good point. I mean, sometimes the courageous thing to do is to set yourself and your beliefs aside um, if, if it is for the greater good for, to help somebody else. And so I, I think you're not being a human. Yeah. Cause I, I think what you just said, you put your beliefs aside because not everybody shares those beliefs. You can't be a human being and share the same ground if my beliefs are in the way or mm-hmm. so, I mean, most of the time 
that courage is, yeah, I can have my Bible, but when I go out and talk to people, I need to be aware of that of what how people view things and how they don't want to be talked to about that. And just talk to me as a human being. Don't try to convert me to things or talk to them. Talk to me about something I don't know about. In love. Yeah. yeah. Start with love. Be my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Make that connection. Well, we're just about out of time. You're out of time. We're out of time. <laughs> so I'm going to end it. I loved this quote. It's from the movie We Bought a Zoo. I don't know if you've seen that movie with Matt Damon. It's it's really good. That's uh, no. where he and his family just went and bought a zoo. Um, and it says, Matt's, Matt Damon's character tells his son who's struggling to share his feelings with a girl he likes. He says, you know, sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage. Just literally 20 seconds of just embarrassing bravery. And I promise you something great will come of it. And I thought that was just oh, really that's good. Sweet. That is sweet. I thought that was good. And I, I think we should probably end there. Anything else to add? Period. Period. <laughs> okay. We're done. Hey, God said he should send his one begotten son to lead the wild into the ways of the man. What does it matter? Our home, our nation, all the things we believe in are in great danger. We overtake, subjugate, and in fact destroy another. The plane ride into the World Trade Center. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.